0: Book Riot Insiders is our pre-roll sponsor today. Live your best bookish life with the updated perks of Book Riot Insiders. We've sweetened the current short story and novel levels and introduced a brand new epic level, and you can try any level for free for two weeks. The highlight is our new group read available to all Epic members. And now that there's no cap on Epic, the more the merrier. Mm. Each quarter we'll read a book voted on by epic subscribers that will fulfill at least one task of the 2020 Read Harder Challenge and we'll cap off our read-along with a live chat. But wait, there's more. Get the full details on this and all the other perks and sign up at insiders.bookriot.com. Welcome to Hey YA! From great new books to favorite classic reads, from news stories to the latest in on-screen adaptations, Hey YA! is here to elevate the exciting world of young adult lit. Hey YA! is a Book Riot podcast hosted by me, Kelly Jensen, alongside Eric Smith, and we are recording on Thursday, March 26, 2020, or what we presume is Thursday, March 26, 2020.
1: Time, time has no meaning anymore.
0: No, 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 no.
1: I don't know what day it is and oh wait, we have to we have to be socially distant. Hold on one second.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Kelly. Eric. Hey. Hey.
1: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> how are you? I'm I'm tired and <laughs> yes.
0: I am also just like it's amazing how doing nothing can make you so tired. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say doing nothing cuz that's not fair. I feel like everybody right now is doing a million things. It's just not like what you want to be doing.
1: Yes. Not seeing people mm-hmm. or watching the news scroll by. Yeah. It's
0: it's, it's, a, it's a time. Yeah. Both my husband and I are working from home right now and we do not work well together because I'm very much a like sit at my desk and, and work person. And he like, he gets up, he walks around, he talks, he's on the phone the whole time. And I'm like, I can't, I can't get work done because I'm so distracted. Um, <laughs> and so it's it's been fun. Like, okay, what what needs to get done versus like what's just not going to get done? And then he had to sit through this meeting today. He was like watching it. He didn't have to be present. And it went on for two and a half hours. And I was telling everybody, book, right? I'm like, I'm so glad our meetings are not like this because it would not go well. <laughs> what about you? How are you doing? Oh, just a little yeah, a little stir crazy, you know. Uh
1: working at home, I set up a, a little home office, uh, since my co working space is under quarantine. And uh yeah, I got a little desk set up in the hallway, uh next to my bathroom. So mm-hmm. we're
0: we're making it work. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we haven't we haven't talked in like a month.
1: I know. It's doing so lots weird. of extra credit episodes, lots of guests.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I recorded one this week that was really exciting. I can't wait to share.
1: Very jealous about it. <laughs> I saw who it was. You'll all hear who it is soon.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um instead of like talking about what we're currently reading because I think both of us are in the same boat of like not really reading anything. We want to talk about reading and um the pandemic right now in this episode. So we will hit our first sponsor and then we'll just like have our free chat because that's what we've decided to to do today because this is our show yes (laughs) and also (laughs) what books are we going to talk about you know i read the back of cereal box again etc (laughs) etc uh our first sponsor is stamped racism anti-racism and you by jason reynolds and ibram kendi The construct of race has been used to gain and keep power. This reimagining of Dr. Ibram Kendi's National Book Award winning stamp from the beginning reveals the history of racist ideas in America and inspires hope for an anti-racist future. It proves that while racist ideas have always been easy to fabricate and distribute, they can be discredited. Through gripping narrative written by award-winning author Jason Reynolds, this book shines a light on the many forms of racist ideas and on the way readers can stamp out racist thoughts in their daily lives. I listen to this on audio, and um, Jason Reynolds performs it, and it is powerful. Ooh. Both the book itself, which is vital, I think, um, but the audio experience was so good. Um, I didn't know if I would want to read this one in print or listen to it, and I'm really, really glad I listened to it. And that's our first sponsor. It's Stamped Racism, Anti-Racism, and You by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi.
1: Uh, And now to read or not to read.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: You know, so I'm not even going to pretend like I've read anything new in the past two weeks. Uh, At least nothing in YA. I've basically been trying to inhale adult romantic comedies as Mm. like a soothing bomb to get me through everything um i picked up a few when we had our event together and we can go outside and i ordered a few from some indie bookstores in the area so like like right now like i'm reading the sequel to the bromance book club (laughs) and i just started (laughs) reading uh the worst best man by mia sosa and like look i will happily get back to my ya as soon as i can get more books that feel like hugs right now because that's Mm. what i need you know Mm -hmm. um did you see the cover for Lauren Morals? It's kind of a cheesy love story
0: Eric. I put it in the hate the what's up and y a newsletter because. At the end of last year, I went through this whole like obsession with trying to find a YA book cover that had pizza on it. There oh. were none. There were zero. And um I mean, I looked everywhere and could not find any. And I thought it was very strange because there are a number of YA books that have pizza in the title or have something to do with pizza and yet there was not pizza on the cover. Huh. So, I think it was January somebody alerted me to one. The Best Laid Plans by Cameron Lund, which comes out next week, two weeks from now, um, and that has a pizza on the cover. So then when I saw Lauren Morales, it's kind of a cheesy love story, which also has a pizza on the cover. I sent that out in the newsletter because I was like, you know what? People probably are not as invested in this journey as I am, um, but when I see a pizza on a YA book cover now, it's going out in the newsletter. So... I I hear all the publicists now going, hmm. (laughs) Listen,
1: pizza is an important part of the teen experience as well as my adult experience.
0: Right, right. It's the perfect food. It is. Which is to say, I love that cover so much. It looks so fun.
1: Oh, it's so cute. Like I want that book, uh, unless the publicist is listening, uh, please don't send it to me yet uh stay inside. Uh <laughs> but like yeah, the premise of the book is just so great. Like a rom-com in a pizza shop about a girl who was born mm. in that pizza shop and promised a job and free pizza for life and now she's 16 and off to go work like oh my god. Like I cannot wait. I need more books like that right now just to uh yeah, to like calm me down and put me in a happy place. What uh what about you? What what is your deal?
0: Well, since this is just like chat time, this reminds me of a really funny story. Um, a few years back, I guess like ten years at this point, I had author Siobhan Vivian out to talk with my teens at the library. She was the first like author I ever brought out for a library program. Um, she them. did a bunch, yeah, she did a bunch of programs like in the local area with a few of the different libraries. And we ended at the library where I was, and I told my book club teens that I would let them come with us for dinner afterward. Like, Mm -hmm. I would take them for dinner. And so there was this little family restaurant, like, right next to the library. We went there, and the menu at that time had the story of the restaurant's name on the back of it. And the restaurant was named after the daughter of the owners. And, you know, this long story about, like, Elizabeth, this, that, and the other thing, you know, like, she's, she's who the restaurant's named after. And I remember Siobhan saying... Can you imagine a book about that? Like being the the 16-year-old whose story is plastered on the back of a menu in town. And I was like, I would read that story, right? And so so this description kind of reminds me of like that. Um, So I'm all in. And uh, yes, publicists, don't send it to me unless like you have it in your house. And even then, you know, only if you have the postage.
1: Yes, stay inside.
0: (laughs) Stay inside. But yeah, I... That long story, being an aside, i um I haven't been reading a whole lot this month, in part because before we even got to this point, the first like eleven days of the month, I was not in town. I was at a um yoga training, and they were twelve hour days, so I was like not reading beforehand or after i was like sleeping or (laughs) uh, scrambling to get some work done or eating and so i didn't read a whole lot then and when i got back it was more like reading for all the books yeah which is fine but it's not the same as like sitting down and grabbing any old book off the stack it's like okay i have to read all the books that interest me coming out on this particular day so it's been a struggle the the books that i have been gravitating towards and actually like going through really quickly have been more of the like yoga books i think in part because i was just so immersed in that and so my mind is still thinking about it but also because it's not about anything like <laughs> anything contemporary at all you know like it it feels escapist in a way even though it's not
1: yeah no that makes sense
0: yeah I do think, like, when I finish what I need to for the the other podcast, like, I think rom-com is really where I need to go. Like, that's the only thing that's calling out to me right now.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like, I, I want to laugh.
1: Well, I sent a, a good rom-com episode very soon.
0: Yes. So many. so m- and, and I feel like we have so many that are coming out or that are just recently released.
1: Yes. Give me Lauren's book. <laughs> but, not, but not yet, but not yet. <laughs>
0: but not yet. <laughs> Let's sort of tell our listeners that it's okay. We can both say it in our own words, that it's okay if you're not reading right now. Like, Oh, well, it's okay. yes. You know? It's okay to be
1: doing nothing right now.
0: Right, right. And I think I've, I've seen so many memes going around, you know, like, you don't have to be productive. You don't have to do this, that, and the other thing. And I think on one hand, it's easy for us all to to say that. On the other hand, I think it's hard to, like, actually do it.
1: Oh, of course.
0: You know, it's like, here's an opportunity with all this time to do X and Y and Z. And it's like, we're going through collective trauma here. You know, this is like traumatic, scary stuff. And in some ways, keeping busy helps put that in the back of your mind. But at the same time, like, you've earned laying on the couch becoming a potato, you know?
1: One fun thing our listeners are going to find out is that I tried to record a bunch of extra credit episodes, uh, like last week while I was trapped inside. And I did too many and my one laptop like overheated and <gasps> wouldn't turn on. So I was oh, like, yeah. okay, I was like, this is a sign to maybe take it easy. Mm. I was like, well, also, I think the sign to take it easy is also the pandemic outside. But mm-hmm. this is what it is that has uh, has calmed me down. So yeah, yeah I'm taking it easy. Oh, and you can blame Alex London for that That one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think one of the things that I do want to do during this time is literally clean my bookshelves. Like, oh. take all the books off, dust the shelves down, and then go through the books and decide, like, what gets to stay and what is going to find a new home.
1: That's a really good, uh, yeah, that's a good activity idea. I like that.
0: Yeah, it feel- it feels productive and it feels like you're doing something. But without having any pressure because it's not, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to do this much and I'm going to (laughs) give away this much. Instead, it's like, "Eh," you know, I'll clean that little shelf with three, three, you know, shelves on it. Maybe it'll take me three days and that's fine. You know, (laughs) like, it's all right.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot.
0: And you can't do anything with the books that you take off either. It's like not like you're going to go. (laughs) <laughs> so you know, be able to donate them or, or do anything with them. So,
1: I have like a pile by my front door right now that is just like steadily growing of like mm. review copies and publicity copies that I've popped in that I'm planning to send to like some local schools and stuff. But I'm like, oh, I can't send them yet. So they're, mm-hmm. just, they're just stacking up over there. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to <laughs> make some room in my basement or something soon. <laughs> I don't yeah.
0: I've got, like, two giant reusable bags full of stuff that I need to, like, do something with, and that's pre-cleaning anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got this closet in my – where I record my podcast that, like, they're bags from – I don't know when, full of books in there. I don't know what's in there. And it's like, maybe maybe this is the opportunity to, like, get excited about books that I bought myself at one point and shoved in a closet. Yeah.
1: That could be yeah. a whole segment of the podcast. It's like Kelly's what's in there corner, and it's just you opening <laughs> opening a random bag and pulling out some books.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I have, I think, been – Really good though about when there's a book I want, I've been ordering it through my indie. Like rather than going to Amazon, which can be the easy way to do it. Now I've been really good about the first place I go is my indie and dropping stuff in the cart. Which has felt really good. I've never I've never been somebody who thinks that, you know, we should all buy only from indies and support them. Like that's very important, but it also takes a certain level of privilege to be able to do that. Oh yeah. But Being able to do that right now has felt so rewarding because, you know, you you know you are making a difference. Like we got an email from the owner of our indie saying, because there's been so much support lately, she's been able to make payroll, which is awesome. You know, it's like, okay, I want to keep doing that knowing that it really and truly does make a difference.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) What else is sort of on your mind about reading and, and this era that we're in
1: That's it. I just want wholesome stuff and I want to read comic books. That's That's <laughs> it. I got a bunch of graphic novels on my iPad. I I bought the latest Humble Bundle of like Oh, what what comics were they? It was like James Bond comics and mm. Oh, there's something else. Oh, a bunch of Godzilla comics that I bought a while back that I haven't gotten to yet. So I'm just I'm just loaded with some comfort stuff. I'm yeah. I'm good to go.
0: So, do you think that we're going to see in the next couple of years a ton of pandemic-related books? or do you? <laughs> well, no, this is a serious question because I-, I think that there are people who are in the camp of, like, lean in to the whole thing and are reading a lot of books about pandemics. And then there's people who are very lean out. They don't want that. Um, but, like, on the creative side of things, are people going to be writing about it or is it so overwhelming that it's not super – appealing.
1: I don't know. It's possible. You know, like I think about it on the agent end of things and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, one of my authors, Mike Chen, had a book come out Yes. just like two <laughs> months ago that's about a pandemic and, it, mm-hmm. there's, and there's so many things that are shockingly similar to uh, what's going on right now uh, in that book and, you know, he's kind of having a hard time trying to talk about mm-hmm. it online and mm-hmm. that's what he's supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I... Like, I want to say yeah, because I feel like there's always books about pandemics and, and plagues mm. and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see if if stuff's going to get very specific. I'm also waiting for the inevitable announcement from some publisher that's like, so-and-so has bought the book about the coronavirus.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: For, in a seven-figure deal at auction. Blah, 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 blah. And just, I'm going to get angry.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I do i've I have been thinking a little bit about like the stories that I would want to read Ooh. about this sort of era, and I keep thinking about everything everything, and that whole story about how she um develops this relationship with a boy who lives you know not near her, like they can't see each other, they're separated like they're physically separated for her own protection um anybody who's read the book knows the backstory there. And like how, how much I want a YA romance, even if it's a short story about like two kids who live in you know neighboring apartment complexes that develop this romance like across the street from each other via like posters that they write and po- oh, you know.
1: There's like a viral video of like some guy uh, on TikTok who like saw some girl outside dancing on her roof and like put a note on a drone and flew the drone over to her. <laughs> And, like, she, like, wrote her number on the note and flew it back, and apparently they're having some virtual date, but I, Aww. like, died when I saw that video.
0: <laughs> there was a meme that my husband shared last night that it was, like, you know, dating and dating in the time of coronavirus is you show up to McDonald's, both of you in your separate cars, and you <laughs> you have your separate bags of fries, and you park next to each other but roll down the window so you've got your, like, six feet of distance, you know, and, and that's your date. So, like, I imagine that in my story, like, when the teens can finally go on their actual date, you know, they, they have their car ride um, date at McDonald's.
1: Well, there you go, writers who are <laughs> listening. There there's some there's some YAI novel <laughs> ideas right there.
0: Oh boy. Um you could tell that we've been inside for a long time, can't you? <laughs> it's
1: true, it's true.
0: And like not talking to humans who don't live in our house. <laughs> Do you want to do you want to hit our second sponsor and then we'll talk about some books because listeners are at the point that they're probably like so are they going to talk about books or are they just going to keep going on? We are. And on? We
1: will discuss books. We are. Uh, yeah. So our next sponsor uh, is Tigers Not Daughters by Samantha mm-hmm. Mabry, new from Algonquin Young Readers. Uh, the Torres sisters dream of escape, escape from their needy father and from their San Antonio neighborhood. After her senior year of high school, the oldest sister Anna falls to her death from her bedroom window. A year later, her three sisters are still consumed by grief and haunted by Anna's memory. But then a strange thing start happening around the house. The sisters begin to wonder if Anna is trying to send them a message, and what exactly she's trying to say. Samantha Mabry weaves an aching, magical novel that is part family drama, part love story, and part ghost story. And I love this book so much!
0: I, I- loved it too. It's so good. Oh. I... Like, I want people to pick it up right now. It is a ghost story, but it's a story about sisters, and I want to say revenge, even though it's not really revenge. It is revenge. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And
1: Samantha Maybe's books are so good. Like, yeah. oh my god, the subtle, oh dear, a subtle poison. Oh no. A
0: fierce and subtle poison. There
1: it is. A fierce <laughs> and yeah. subtle poison is so good. Uh, all the Wind in the
0: World, world. Mm-hmm. is
1: really great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ugh. I'm sorry it's been it's been a, a week. But yeah, uh, yeah some of Matthew Baby Music books are awesome. Like so excited to have another one from her. Mm-hmm.
0: This might be my favorite of hers, I think. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So uh let's talk about some debut novels. I feel like both of us can speak as authors that this year is not the year to have a book out. It's a little <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so I love this, you know, cuz like uh, so like I've been purposely trying to like schedule up those extra credit episodes to tie into some like why debuts who I think, mm-hmm. you know, people might miss out on because of all of this. Um, you know, I just did that one with Claribel Ortega that hit last, just this week. And I did one with Jordan Taylor that's coming soon. So I, I hope I can do a couple more once things get together and my computer stops melting down. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to need to dig into a couple of uh, debuts that are maybe publishing this odd time. Uh, it feels good. You know, I want to mm. try to boost some people up.
0: Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, so I have a couple here. Um, my first one is The Lucky Ones by Liz Lawson. Um, so school shooting books, they're hard. You know, they, mm-hmm. they are, they are hard to, to dig into. Um, but we've had some really powerful ones the last few years. Um, This Is How It Ends by Mariki Nitschkamp is amazing. Marissa Reichart's Underwater. Uh, and now Liz Lawson is, is adding to this with her debut. Um, one that I'm really excited for since I saw her at an event in Seattle and I, I can't even tell you when that event was because Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about time anymore. Um, But it's about a teen survivor uh, who's basically just reeling with rage and depression uh, over the loss of her twin brother uh, and survivor's guilt over the fact that she is the only one to survive uh, this whole ordeal that happens in her uh, high school band room. And a boy whose mother is the defender of the shooter in the story. Um, And the two of them come together in this, in this wildly complicated time. Uh, And I'm just, I'm always so interested in books that focus on grief in, like, really deep and interesting ways. And this one shows it from multiple angles. Uh, you know, what it's like to be this boy who has to deal with his mom kind of ruining the family and putting everyone in this this sort of complicated spotlight. Uh, and this girl who's dealing with this uh, survivor's guilt. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to read this one. It comes out, um, you know, it might, it might actually come out the week this podcast goes live, but I know it's definitely out in April.
0: That sounds really good.
1: Yeah, no, I'm really excited for it. And I got to hear her read a little of it in Seattle, and it just, ugh, it sounds like one of those, like, really lyrical, like, painful novels Mm -hmm. that, ugh, I can't wait.
0: Eric Catnip.
1: Oh, yes, totally. There are a lot of catnip picks in this, too, so I talk about them.
0: <laughs> my uh, my first pick is Salty Bittersweet by Myra Cuevas, which came out March 3rd, so recently. And um, I literally just read a book about a teenager finding out that one of his parents cheated on the other. And um, I mention that because this book has that going on, too, and I can't remember seeing this. A whole lot in YA. Um, and it's something that fascinates me as somebody who had that happen with her parents' relationship, and um, I kind of got a better understanding of of the nuances of it as a teenager. So it always sparks my interest when I see that. But mm-hmm. this story follows a 17-year-old named Isabella Fields, who is Latina, and um, her life's been upended when her wayla dies, and her parents get divorced. Like, whew, that's Ooh. a lot. So Isabella ends up moving in with her father in France as well as his new wife, and she's feeling real awkward about the situation as she tries to avoid asking her dad why he cheated on her mom. But there is an upside to this, and that's that uh, his new home is located close to this world-renowned chef named Ooh. Pascal Gratard, who holds a, he hosts a um, prestigious international kitchen apprenticeship. So... People who do really, really well in this apprenticeship can earn a position in his restaurant. And Isabella, wanting to be a chef, sees this as, like, the opportunity for her dream to come true. But, uh, you know, some things aren't working out too great. She's struggling with grief. Uh, Her stepmom is pregnant. And, of course, there's a guy. It sounds so good. It's, It's food. It's cooking. It's France. It's grief. It's complicated adults. Like, it sounds like it hits... All of the boxes that I love.
1: Ugh, what a perfect title, too.
0: Yeah, "Salty Bittersweet" by Myra Cuevas.
1: Let me see. My next one is oh, "What I Like About You" by Marissa Cantor. So, so speaking of YA catnip books, so, uh, <laughs> so you know, while I was researching like YA debuts hitting in April, this one popped up, and like I can't believe we hear about this one yet. So it's this. YA rom-com about a girl who runs a wildly popular YA book blog uh, and is totally smitten with her online BFF, and then she meets him in real life after she moves to his town. Now, like, you'd you think, like, oh, great, this is sweet, this is wholesome, they're gonna get together. However, he doesn't know who she is uh, off of the internet, and he's, like, wildly in love with her online persona, but now she's falling for him as herself, and it feels like such a wholesome, nerdy, sweet book and uh the the marketing hook for the book is like is it possible to have a love triangle with only two people uh <laughs> and so this one comes out uh this one comes out in April and yeah I really need it I love I, I like YA novels that do like I don't know that sort of meta book culture thing like right here we have this mm-hmm. this YA book blogger uh there's that really great book by um Ligia Day the uh I know these things to be true. I, th- I think it was mm-hmm. called, or where like the, yeah. the teens and the YA author. Uh, I'm I'm a big sucker for that that sort of stuff, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see this one.
0: My next pick is You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson, and that comes out June 2nd. Uh, I know I've talked about this one, but I'm going to talk about it again because, because pretty soon I'll get to read it, and I can't wait. Um, it has one of my favorite 2020 book covers. Uh, so Liz is the main character, and she believes that she is too black, too poor, and too awkward for her small Indiana town, which apparently is really obsessed with prom. But her plan is not to get involved in that and instead to get into the highly regarded Pennington College and play in their world-famous orchestra while studying to become a doctor. But it might not happen because the financial aid that she was banking on crashes. Uh, It's not going to happen. So she's trying to figure out what to do. She still wants to go to this school and remembers that there's a scholarship attached to winning the title of prom queen. It's the last thing she wants to do, but... Going to Pennington is so important that Liz is going to do what she has to, even if it means pretending to be interested in becoming prom queen. Gets a little more complicated than that, though, when Mm -hmm. she starts to fall for a girl who also happens to be running for prom queen. It sounds amazing. That is, You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson.
1: Ugh. Let's see. And my next pick is uh, The Life and Medieval Times of mm-hmm. Kit Sweetly by Jamie Packin. Um, yeah, I feel like all these YA catnip books are coming out uh, in the spring here. So uh, uh, this one is a YA set at a medieval times-esque restaurant. Uh, have you
0: ever gone to one of those growing up, Kelly? Did you ever go to one? I went to a Renaissance fair.
1: Yes. I, I'm a big <laughs> fan. I'm a big fan of these things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: They're so campy. They're so campy.
1: Definitely gone to Medieval Times a lot as a kid. (laughs) Fully plan on going to one to like celebrate my 40th birthday when it comes in (laughs) whatever number of years it is. Yes. So, so in this book, it's about a teen working as a waitress at one of these oh uh, who God. wants to work her way up to being a knight. Uh, the raisin pay, it would help out her family a lot. She's fought really hard to get here, but only boys can be knights. Uh, so she pretends to be her brother, gets in, and when she reveals her identity at the end of a, uh, a tournament, uh, viral fame ensues. Uh, yes, please. I'm in. Uh, this <laughs> one comes out with the indie press uh, Page Street uh, in May.
0: That sounds so much fun.
1: Yes, viral stuff, nerdy
0: <laughs> medieval
1: time stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in.
0: So here's my my catnip, unscripted by Nicole Kronzer, which comes out April twenty first. Um, I've had this one on my shelf for months, and I keep looking at it without reading it. But it sounds like super my kind of thing. And this one I just pulled the description of because it's short, and I'm not going to be able to do a better job um 17 year old zelda bailey cho has her future all planned out improv camp then second city and finally saturday night live she's thrilled when she lands a spot on the coveted varsity team at a prestigious improv camp which means she'll get to perform for professional scouts including her hero nina knightley but even though she's hardworking and talented, Zelda's also the only girl on varsity, so she's the target for humiliation from her teammates and her twenty year old coach Ben is cruel to her at practice, and way too nice to her when they're alone. Zelda wants to fight back, but is sacrificing her best shot at her dream too heavy a price to pay. That sounds amazing.
1: Oh, man. I haven't heard of that one. That sounds fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's Unscripted by Nicole Kronzer, and again, out April 21st, so not too far from now.
1: Well, that's it for my picks. Do you have uh, any more?
0: I do. I have one more, and it's a book that came out this week, so a week ago from whenever um, the show hits, and that's The Edge of Anything by Nora Shalloway Carpenter. And this one, I'm just going to read the little blurby blurb again. Um, Len is a loner teen photographer haunted by a past that stagnated her work and left her terrified she's losing her mind. Sage is a high school volleyball star desperate to find a way around her sudden medical disqualification. Both girls need college scholarships, and after a chance encounter, the two develop an unlikely friendship that enables them to begin facing their inner demons. But both Len and Sage are keeping secrets that, left hidden, could cost them everything, maybe even their lives. Set in the North Carolina mountains, this dynamic own voices novel explores grief, mental health, and the transformative power of friendship and, um... I am all here for books that are set in rural America, uh, books about friendship, books about mental health. Uh, Carpenter is editing a book called Rural Voices, which is out. Uh, it's an anthology out later this year. Uh, oh, yeah, all, I've heard about all, that. Yeah, all stories set in small towns and in rural America. And I'm really eager to read her novel, which is set in in a rural area. I'm passionate for those kinds of stories, and particularly for stories not set in New York City. Um, so this one is like at the top of my pile. And that is The Edge of Anything by Nora Shalloway Carpenter. Awesome. Awesome.
1: There's some good picks. Yeah, yeah. Don't sleep on these debuts that are hitting in the uh, in the next few weeks. Cause, uh, yeah. Yeah. I want these people to have more books, please.
0: Same. Same. And, you know, it's. It's so hard. I think I think people are buying books right now, which is yeah. really heartening. But I think it's also really hard to like <sighs> to read and to also be like, what should I get excited about? Because there is this awkward like getting excited about a thing, but then remembering everything else in the world, you know? Um, I think I guess what I wanted to say to wrap this up is it's okay to get excited about things right now. Oh, and yes. like shout about stuff you like and Absolutely. you know. Me personally, like, I would 1,000 times rather see that on social media than another terrible news article. You know? Yes. <laughs> like, yes, it's important to stay informed, but, you know, it's, it's also so easy to just get sucked into the news cycle. And, I don't know, just show me, like, what you're excited about. And may, maybe that's the challenge, like, because – we do, and I, I'm sure you do, too. We get a lot of listeners who tag us and stuff on social media. Like, tag us on books that you're reading that you love. doesn't have to be something that we've, we've talked about. But, like, I just want to see what you're loving, you know? Yeah. Let's get excited. Agreed. All right. So uh, that's the show for today. Thank you all for tuning in. If you have feedback, you can leave it on Apple Podcasts. That lets us know how we're doing. And it also helps other people to find us. Thanks again to today's sponsors, both of the, which you should pick up. Um, great book, stamped, and tigers not daughters. Thank you for making the show possible. You can follow me, Kelly Jensen, on Instagram as Hey Kelly Jensen, and you can follow Eric Smith on Twitter and on Instagram as Eric Smith rocks. And we will talk to you again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.